Hi, everybody. This is Jeffrey Short from Market Scale. Today, we are joined by Anton Koronek, an associate professor of business administration at the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia. Anton, how are you today? I am good. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. Thanks for uh, making the time to join us. I know it's been a bit of a back and forth to get you here, so we're happy for your time and grateful that you were able to join us. It's my pleasure to be on with you. Of course. Um, and the reason that we have brought you on today is to talk a little bit about the future of uh, the workforce and technology. It's something that I think every industry is interested in. They're trying to figure out what are the best ways to proceed going forward. Um, and so you've been doing a lot of research in this area. Um, and in particular, you released a policy brief in February, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you were looking for there and sort of uh, what you found? That's right. Um, so I've been working on this policy brief on labor in the age of automation and artificial intelligence. And what I try to do in that is I put recent advances in AI and other technologies into the broader historical context and uh, basically point out what has been going on in labor markets in uh, the longer run uh, over a perspective of, uh, say, the past uh, four decades. And what you can see is actually not a very pretty picture. Um, so, so over the past four decades, the average worker has actually not seen any income gains if we measure it in real terms. So that means if we adjust the income for inflation. Well, it's fascinating and it's interesting sort of the wrestling that companies and I guess governments as well have to do with the fact that automation and AI advancements have really, like you said, uh, resulted in a lot of positive gains and innovation, but at the same time, you're you know potentially leaving a lot of people behind. And one thing that I've sort of gathered from talking to some people is that they say you know, automation or AI is not going to take away jobs. It's just going to change roles. Is that something that you found to be true in your studies? Or do you feel that people really have just sort of been wiped out or jobs or roles have been wiped out by automation? Yeah, so in some ways, that's the million dollar question. Are jobs going to be replaced? Are we going to be out of jobs at some point? And um, there is uh, several different perspectives that we can take uh, at it. So first of all, at a very literal level, it is, of course, true that certain jobs are being replaced by automation and that certain uh, workers will lose their jobs to that automation. So let's say a um, hundred years ago, we had people who manually performed computations. They were called computers. Nowadays, nobody thinks of a computer as a job title, but we all think of it as a black box that performs, of course, automatic computations and can do a lot of other things. So at a very literal level, uh, of course, jobs are being replaced by automation. Now, um, what happens next is... Uh, what the real disagreements are about and uh, what will be kind of of critical importance for the future of work. So um, what economists uh, like to observe, they don't like to look at the quantity side of things like how many jobs will there be, but they look at the price side. How much will those jobs pay? And um, 
that kind of gives us a good indicator for whether job demand is growing, is increasing, or is declining over time. And if you look at uh, the past four decades, for example, you can see very clearly that uh, job demand has increased for uh, higher educated workers. And at the same time, demand for lower educated workers has actually gone down. That's not reflected in the number of jobs primarily, but it's really reflected in wages. So because of this decline in demand, jobs on the lower rungs of the skill distribution have seen wage losses, whereas workers that are on the higher rungs of the skill distribution have seen tremendous income gains. Well, yeah, we've definitely, I think everyone in the country has really seen that income inequality. That's definitely a big, uh, sort of a buzzword, I guess, in at least politics, but it definitely does play out in the job force, um, or sorry, the workforce. But can you describe to us why this era, these recent decades is maybe different than, say, the Industrial Revolution, where you had another similar era of, you know, I guess automation in a maybe more primitive sense back then, but it's still the same idea that machines were taking jobs. So why is this maybe um, more exaggerated or just um, a different animal than it was back then? Yes, so so you're absolutely right. Even during the first Industrial Revolution, basically when we automated uh, weaving and the whole textile industry, um, we have seen in some ways similar developments. We have seen some people who lost their jobs, who experienced dramatic losses, and then some people who uh, made enormous gains from being able to operate those new machines. And in some ways, that's how it has always been. Now, what has been a little bit different in the past four decades is that um, we have a really significant part of the workforce actually more than half of the workforce, who has clearly been left behind for such an extended period. And that's actually longer than it was when we introduced the mechanization of the textile sector at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, or when we introduced steam engines or electricity and so on. So it's been a much more extended decline in demand for uh, lower educated workers. And uh, I would argue because of that, it has been particularly painful. Now that is, if we just look backwards, uh, looking into the future, um, I think what we will see is that automation and in particular AI uh, will actually make uh, larger and larger inroads into demand for even more highly skilled labor. So in some sense, you can say that up until the mid-1950s or so, the uh, advances uh, in automation uh, has, uh, sorry, let me say that again. Uh, Up until the mid-20th century or so, automation has uh, largely replaced hard physical labor and has actually made... uh, the intellectual uh, capabilities of humans uh, so much more valuable and so much more important because instead of, let's say, 
digging yourself, you could operate uh, a digger and you would be much more efficient. And that means the value of your labor is also much higher. Now, what has happened in the past half century or so is that automation has increasingly crept up on what has been, uh, in some sense, our last bastion of advantage over the machines, which is our intellect. And in particular, in the past uh, decade now, we have seen major advances in artificial intelligence. And uh, we have seen that even in areas that we thought uh, were, you know, uh, robot proof, let's say, for example, radiology, uh, that computers can actually perform uh, the most critical tasks, such as, let's say, diagnosing x-rays uh, much more efficiently than humans can actually do them. So in, in some sense, you can see our last bastion of advantage, our intelligence is now also being eroded by machines. And that's something that uh, I know I personally have not thought a ton about is how it will affect sort of those, like you said, uh, so-called you know AI proof jobs or jobs that you think that will always need a human at the wheel of. Is there sort of, I mean, I guess we've talked a little bit about how AI has maybe left people behind, but is there an advantage? I know obviously companies find an advantage in um, just cutting labor costs and getting a ton of production, but um, from a society standpoint, is there uh, an advantage that you see with uh, increased AI in business? So um, I think we will definitely see output expand. That means uh, the size of our economic buy will be larger. Now, the crucial question is uh, who gets what share of that pie? And um, you can say in some sense, our society uh, has been organized around uh, a system of distributing resources where labor was the most valuable thing. And even now, labor still earns about 60% of all output produced. But that share has been declining and uh, there's actually two things happening. First of all, uh, capital is actually earning a large and larger share of the income produced by the economy. And secondly, uh, more and more of the income actually goes only to highly educated labor and lesser educated workers are uh, being left behind, are earning a smaller and smaller share of the output produced by the economy. So yeah. From the perspective of business, AI is a great thing. It will uh, allow us to produce so much more, uh, earn much greater profits. Uh, but the societal challenge that it creates is that uh, the distribution of resources that it leads to will be increasingly unequal. Right. So if we don't counteract that, I think we will be in for more and more societal trouble. Where do you see it right now? You know, can you pick an industry that has particularly implemented AI, whether it's, um, you know, you see these kiosks at fast food restaurants or whether it's mm -hmm. in manufacturing of cars. Is there one industry in particular you can point to that's really been sort of a case study as to the pros and cons of increased AI? Uh, yeah, you know, Jeff, so since I'm speaking to you, let me actually pick the news industry as one of those sectors. 
<laughs> That's not immediately obvious, uh, but I think it's a great case study uh, because of the following. So what we have seen uh, during earlier waves of automation, let's say the robotization of the car industry, uh, has been that um, one particular sector, for example, the car sector, uh, was previously producing something using a lot of human labor uh, and has then introduced robots and has produced more or less the same things uh, using more and more robots and less and less human labor. Now, uh, the way that this whole thing is happening with AI is quite different. Uh, in the case of AI, what usually happens is that an industry gets disrupted from outside, not from within. So uh, there's startups in Silicon Valley that do things fundamentally different from uh, the way that they were traditionally done. And now let me return to my example of the news industry. In the news industry, uh, we had, for example, print media, uh, which uh, earned the vast majority of their revenue by selling advertisements. However, over the past uh, two decades, a lot of advertising, uh, more or less half of all advertising dollars, have suddenly shifted to um, online media, have shifted basically to Google, Facebook and the likes. And the uh, traditional uh, news industry, and in particular newspaper industry, has been starved of revenue and has been in huge decline. So in the newspaper industry, uh, in particular, for example, the number of jobs has declined by more than 50% over the past two decades. So this is a disruption where AI, which is all those systems that serve as targeted ads at Google and on Facebook and so on, have disrupted an industry without that industry itself really adopting a lot of AI. And I think that's kind of a role model for what to expect in the future. Definitely. I mean, that was a great example. I did def I definitely did not expect to hear that, <laughs> but um, you're you're right on for sure. Um, well, Anton, thank you so much for joining us. It was a really interesting conversation, and of course, it's a topic where you know there's so many interesting um, positives, and there's so many interesting negatives that need to be addressed as well. So we'll see how the business community mm -hmm. and I guess governments as well really. Um, see through it over the next couple of years but uh, thank you so much for your time I really appreciated your perspective and I look forward to speaking again it was my pleasure thank you this interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com industries to see more. 